The Florida Panthers won more than just a road game on Monday night in Detroit. On today's edition of the show, the Florida Panthers winning put them in great position in the playoff hunt and some personal records on the team. And a few Florida Panthers are away from certain milestones. We'll be discussing that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Tuesday, March 21st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramon Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and whichever podcast app you listen to and send in your screenshot of your YouTube subscription to me at LO underscore FLA Panthers or email it to me at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com and your five-star rating on whichever podcast app you listen to the show for your chance to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Toronto Maple Leafs game on April 10th. Best of luck, everybody. And honestly, this is a challenge for some of you. Actually, send it in. For real. Because why wouldn't you want to watch this team right now? Because this team is buzzing right now. And my goodness, when it comes to, let's just, I'm just going to go into kind of my approach prior to tonight's game. I, I was a little nervous with the, with the Florida Panthers going on the road and thinking one and wondering, is the home success that they had going to manifest on the road and the Panthers, they played from behind multiple times in, in, in at home, but in game number one of this two quick two game road trip, never fell behind whatsoever. And it, it was from the start of getting early chances, Gus Forsling off the post, Anthony Duclair with a one-timer that missed the net too. They were getting their rush chances and Gus Forsling being so quick to get in transition to stop an opera, an, an, uh, an opportunity on Sergey Bobrovsky on, on a beautiful back check. And I was thinking, is is this going to be a game of missed opportunities for the Panthers? Because we saw it so much in the beginning of the season, but no, it didn't it definitely didn't happen. Um, I mean the, the Panthers for checking well in in the in the Red Wing zone, pinning them deep and it it helps where when Sam Bennett intercepted a pa a pass and and gets it to Kachuk to for the first goal of the game. Kachuk, 33rd of the season, gets another three-point night for Kachuk. Now 31 multi-point gains for Chucky and four point and six points away from 100. Only the second Panther to do it. And Sam Bennett, man, uh, what 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 a run that he's on too, along with Reinhardt as well. And uh, and then Sam um, and then Matthew Kachuk from behind the net. The the stat of passes from behind the net per game, it's 4.5 and it's one more than the next best and uh, next most in Bo Horvat and Kapril Kaprizov uh, credit to Valley sports, Florida on, on finding that stat. And then from behind the net setup for Hagee from the high slot. And then Sam Bennett with a beautiful screen up in front 
to to make it to nothing um 12 minutes in the Detroit Red Wings challenge it unsuccessful the even though the Florida Panthers gave up a shorthanded chance but with the power play ending it ended up not being a shorty chance but uh still the Panthers were challenged at times and even though they never let up never never let go of their lead they 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 still were challenged at at times but still they were sticking to their game they were they were dominating the offensive uh zone time almost almost two third more than two thirds of of the time for uh for the for the Florida Panthers and uh as as far as the stat of uh Kachuk with uh passes from behind the net it's Chris Kreider uh that's the second best not uh Bo Horvat Chris Kreider and uh Kuro Kaprizov I read that stat incorrectly but Kachuk uh 13 points in his last five games excuse me 14 um and just averaging almost <laughs> over two about two points a game uh for for, for the Panthers in, in this run and the second line was just buzzing coming out of the second period there was almost a third goal early on as sam bennett w- tried batting it in and but just misses the net Did, didn't get all all of it all all the barrel on, on it but the for the florida panthers were also taking advantage of the detroit red wings and some un, untimely line changes as as they turned it over in the neutral zone and then florida panthers were going on rushes and forcing them to the perimeter and and there was a little bit of a run in the second period where the Detroit Red Wings were dominating the possession, but nothing that told us that the Panthers were going to blow blow this lead. And Sasha Barkov, that top line, keeping Dylan Larkin for the most part at bay as well. Uh, you, you think about what Sasha Barkov and his line did in, in their Saturday game against New Jersey Devils, limiting uh, Jack Hughes and then doing it again on Dylan Larkin. Yeah, Dylan Larkin scored a goal, the second goal, on a sharp angle shot on Bobrovsky, but but still, most of the game, D- Dylan Larkin was a, a, a non-factor, and that's thanks to that top line in in Sasha Barkov. And I I I I want I also think about a few moments that I wonder: is this the part where where you think the game was won and lost? And it, it wasn't the Sam Reinhart uh, pass to Gus Forsling that he rocketed of uh, that Gus Forsling rocketed to make it three one. I think the part that which on that. Gus Forsling goal, Sasha Barkov became the six, um, the all-time point leader with 614 points passing Jonathan Huberto, which is why I'm wearing the reverse retro uh, jersey uh, to, uh, on, t- on today's edition of the show, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel. But you think about the turning point of the game. The, the game. I think it was really in the third period where Radko Gudis had a trip uh, and and Villano uh, go, go, co- comes there with, with a rough after and the lack of composure on the Detroit Red Wings. That was an opportunity for when the when the Panthers were up 3-1 and, and, for, and for the Detroit Red Wings to cut it to 3-2. Yeah, they, yeah like, like I said, they, Dylan Larkin cut it to one a, a little bit later, but that was an op- opportunity for the Detroit Red Wings to go up on the power play, and then uh, it's 4-on-4 four four hockey instead because of, a lack of composure for for the Detroit Red Wings, and it, it's it's crazy. Some individual moments too is Sergey Bobrovsky. Even though he wasn't busy, he he would he, at times he was just he was just locked in uh, right there in that in that crease. And Etulus Thurinen as well. There's a there was a time where he was keeping the puck in in the in the Panthers zone while he was on his tush and 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 continuing to battle for 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 to keep it to keep it in. And and even though the 
the goal was on a delay penalty by Dylan Larkin, I, I and which I believe it was going to be a trip on Aaron Eckblad. Um, the 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 Detroit Red Wings basically got their goals via special teams without actually going on special teams. The delayed penalty and and the shorthanded chance with the time running out just before the power, um, Panthers power play uh, ended. So. Listen, uh, it, it doesn't count on the stat sheet, but we'll, we'll take it. Um, the Panthers did lose Sam Bennett in the, in the middle of the game, and there were and there was a little bit of scare thinking that Radko Gudis was uh, was uh, was gonna be gone for this game as him and Adam Ernie uh, collided and then land looked to have landed on his shoulder, and I was just like, oh no, this looks bad. But Gudis came back on the ice. There's a little bit of line changes with the with with the lines putting Etulus Duranen on the second line back at center. Duclair with with the stall line as well, and the 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 fourth goal of the game that was a that was just the the dagger for for the Panthers as stall with the steal and then him and Anthony Duclair lead a two on zero to make it four two just basically ending this game at ending any chance for for the pan for the Detroit Red Wings to uh, make a make a comeback and there was just one moment that they couldn't capitalize right before that fourth goal as Dominic Kubalik was right in front of the net and there was a centering feed and just couldn't connect to his tape. And, and I thought that was a moment where the Panthers were also uh, bailed out and you, and the broadcast discussed weird circumstance for that Duke and stall two on O and, and we didn't even get to mention uh, about the whole Sam Reinhardt staying on line one and Duclair staying on line three. Uh, Listen, when Duclair, when Duclair coming back from an injury, you you want to get his, get him his confidence by facing up against bottom six guys coming off an injury like that. So I think this is this is in fact the right decision for Palmeries and company. And then just the the Florida Panthers, uh, Dylan Larkin was irate in, the, in that last on that on his penalty uh, seventeen eighteen into the third period and just keeping him at bay. And then that was just. Uh, that was just the story of the Detroit Red Wings night as the as the Panthers were containing him as he had a hold on Mahara near the boards and then Carter Hagee converts on the power play um, his second goal of the night, thirty six on on the season and just the Florida Panthers man a, a win a, a a road win where it was necessary and you you wondered how the, this team was going to come out but they didn't they didn't they didn't let they didn't they didn't let up uh, as far as as far as uh, Monday night's game. In segment number two, we're going to discuss how this win is more than just the Florida Panthers winning on Monday night in Detroit. How this means so much more to the team, to individual players, as far as records and milestones that players are are getting towards in the season. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel Sportsbook. And the tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, point scores, to three strength. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Segment number two here on this Tuesday, March 21st edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 5-2 to two win against the Detroit Red Wings. And more than just a win, 
the Florida Panthers aren't a playoff spot, ladies and gentlemen. And I was dual casting both games, the Florida Panthers and the Sens Penguins game. And man, the <laughs> when you think about moments when when certain timely goals happen in each of the games, if you happen to dual cast it, the Florida Panthers game went final and the Senators go go up uh go up two one just as it goes final with uh with two minutes left. But before that, the Pittsburgh Penguins tied at one. But then, but l- the Senators facing 48 shots on goal, they've been dealing with injuries consistently uh, over with, with their, with their goaltending. Of course, Anton Forsberg, two torn MCLs, but Dylan Ferguson, his first NHL start gets a win and faces so many shots. And, and the, Ottawa Senators scoring with uh, Thomas Shabbat and Drake Batherson on the on the power play, and just helping the Panthers. But let's go back. Let's just go back to what this means. It's the Florida Panthers are now in a playoff spot. We knew they controlled their destiny, and we thought it was unlikely that the Pittsburgh Penguins were gonna fall from grace like they have in the in the past few weeks. But man, look at the Florida Panthers. They've uh, they've just continued to. With the whole, if you continue to win, everything will take care of itself. And man, has it taken care of itself. And look at just a a few stats from tonight. Top line, a Corsi 4 of 75%. Nine shot attempts to three. And goal differential, a plus one. Second line, 13 shot attempts to nine at five on five. Two goals to none. Just those two those two lines were just setting the pure example. Six 0-1 in the last seven Nine straight wins over the Detroit Red Wings, and here's a here's a stat. If you're if you happen to be uh to happen to be a a, a Christian, um, seven to a one since the start of Lent. So the Florida Panthers gave up on losing games consistently for Lent, and I can get behind that honestly. Um, but Carter Hagee, four goals away from forty goals. Matthew Kachuk. 31 multi-point games. I know we mentioned that earlier, but he's going to be the second Florida Panthers player to hit 100. And that's happening in back-to-back seasons. And this and next season will be the Florida Panthers' 30th anniversary. And the best time to be a fan has been these last four years for this team. Outside of 1996. But you think about Matthew Kachuk, third in points since January 1st. Behind Connor McDavid, behind Nathan McKinnon, I guess Matthew Kachuk just has to have a muck MC before his name. Muck Kachuk, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just BSing <laughs> as far as that. But but it's crazy. Matthew Kachuk, the, just the run that he's uh he's been on. I mean, I mean, we we spoke about Barkov, just the ten years that he's been with this organization, to getting his first goal against the Dallas Stars, to Yarmir Yager coming in and helping him with his confidence. And getting a playoff series under his belt, despite losing in 2016 to New York. Yeah, they plateaued under uh, Bob Bugner, but then ever since Q came around, and even though he's not here anymore, there there was a bit of a of a shift with this team. Of course, bringing in Panthers GM Bill Zito was a little bit of that shift too, and there was even more of that shift with Matthew Kachuk coming into the mix with the with this team as well, and just what what a ride for the for this team. And Paul Maurice spoke about after the game how about Barkov doesn't care about who he plays with. He's the most humble person he's ever met and that he's made 
Paul Murray's a nicer person. And what a wonderful interview also with Katie Engelson, with Sasha Barkov after the game, getting his 614th point and talking about how he's grown up as a 17-year-old as a kid coming to the U.S. for the first time from Finland, getting drafted by this team second overall in the 2013 draft. And now he's the all-time points leader for, for this team as well. It's more than just a win. Bobrovsky, and he entered the night 23-6-1 with a 1.87 GAA and a 9.37 save percentage against the Detroit Red Wings in his career. And, it can, and, and you can add another dub on Sergey Bobrovsky's list on, on the Detroit Red Wings. And Sergey Bobrovsky uh, is, is on, a, on, on a big stretch uh, right now. And man, we, what, I don't know if he starts tomorrow. I, I don't know. But he wasn't busy. He wasn't that busy, which, may, which makes it more conflicting on, on whether the decision should be to, to, to start him uh, uh, tomorrow. Um, a little bit of an update for the Florida Panthers on Monday night. There was no update on Sam Bennett. The Palmeries did say that he is going to be reevaluated tomorrow for for but got got left in the left in the third period and despite all that the juggling for the the Panthers they still it still manifested into a goal with Duke and and Eric Stahl and Eric Stahl got to give him his roses too as his first point didn't come till December. And and now he's been solidifying his place on that fourth line. Nobody has been complaining about Eric Stahl lately. Nobody has been nobody has been complaining about Barkov being quiet or Kachuk, um, even though he had a two game stretch with with not as much production. Nobody and dare I say, nobody is calling out Paul Maurice. That is the most noted thing. When when winning cures. It, it it truly does, and with with the Panthers, let's just talk about the standings real quick. And I remember there was a point in time in November, December, where I was just say, don't don't be standings watching, and just win your games. And even though the Panthers were not doing so, standings watching really came about in January for for me personally. Uh, as far as doing it consistently but and and you think about with how def, def, deflated we felt after losing after the Panthers lost to Buffalo but this team never quit and also let's give credit to Bill Zito at the trade deadline even people like myself were saying the Panthers should sell this is not going to be a team that will go on a run. And I had my doubts that they would. That was March 3rd when the trade deadline happened. We're at March 21st now. 18 days later, Bill Zito was right. Trading a Gudis for a second or second or a fourth would have sent the wrong message as in throwing in the white towel for the season. I mean, you don't have a first round pick. So did selling really make sense if we're looking back at it? I know hindsight is 2020. But also there's pride on the line after make after winning the president's trophy and then you're not and 
and thinking you're not going to at least try to go for something, go for the playoffs after winning the President's Trophy, and then the, the lack of assets, it, it was the right decision for the Florida Panthers to stand pat on deadline day and the wins are the wins have come for this team and it's uh they're in the second wild card spot and have a better points percentage than the islanders right now just by 0.001 right now with a game in hand and they could still get to the first wild card spot after after uh tomorrow's tomorrow night against the philadelphia flyers which it's a good opportunity for us to transition over to the third and final segment where we'll have to turn the page uh, on the night for the florida panthers in this big road win over the detroit red wings but first we're going to tell you all about built bar and are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories then you got to try built bar what makes Bilt Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Bilt Bars at Bilt.com. Now you can get your them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right, head to the nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, you could grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie, batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Third and final segment here on this Tuesday, March 21st edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. As the Florida Panthers are coming off a 5-2 to two win over the Detroit Red Wings. A regulation win, mind you. So, if the Florida Panthers end up tying against the Pittsburgh Penguins, guess who gets the tiebreaker? The Florida Panthers, baby. And, man, still hard to believe that they are they got to where they've gotten to. But the job's not done. There's still 12 games left. Let's not forget that. And... Let's ask the question, should Sergei Bobrovsky start tomorrow against the Philadelphia Flyers or should it be Alex Lyon? Paul Murray said that he'll get Alex Lyon in at, in at least two of the next 13. And two of the next 13, I mean, before the game against the Detroit Red Wings even started. And just looking ahead, if it's, if it's not in the back-to-back, I'm trying to look at some games that there is a possibility that he starts if you're talking about two. I could see next Thursday against Montreal. If it's not tomorrow, if, big if. I could see Montreal and Columbus, but at the same time, those are back-to-back games. What if Lions starts and you drop one against Montreal and, and Bobrovsky starting how many games before that Montreal game? One, two, three, four, five. I don't know if that's a good situation to be in. I know the Florida Panthers have owned Montreal. So we're play, playing hypotheticals here. And then the second game would be against the worst team in the NHL. And we're talking about if this it's not the game against the Flyers. But at the same time, based on the season series, 
which the first two games were October 19th and October 27th. And this Florida Panthers team is way different than what it was then. The Philadelphia Flyers are different than what they were then. <laughs> so a lot has happened since the first one was Florida Panthers 4-3 win over the Flyers. Verhege gets two goals. Mahura uh, has scored actually in both games against the, the Flyers. Um, one of the score, goal scorers for the Panthers, Rudolph Balsas, is no longer with the team. And, and for in the, in, the, in the second one, the Florida Panthers had a lead twice, and then the Panthers allowed four unanswered, um, three unanswered, excuse me, to to the Flyers. Uh, Zach McEwen's no longer on the team. You're looking at just the the the, the score sc- scores of of the of of the second game. At, I mean, but Owen Tippett did uh, make a beautiful stretch pass uh, that created a goal for Joel Farabee, and Owen Tippett's on a tear. Uh, five goals, five points in his last five games, and 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 actually those five points have come in the last two. But in the last five games, he's leading the team in points, and those are coming after those two. So just kind kind of gives you an uh, an idea of how the Philadelphia Flyers have been this season. I mean, a disastrous trade deadline as well. You send McGowan out, you bring Brandon Lemieux, one of the most disliked hockey players in all the NHL. There was uh, rumors about Jane Van Riemsdyk getting traded to the Detroit Red Wings and then it not happening, uh, wondering if they were going to trade Travis Konechny, Kevin Hayes. And then there was a season ticket event with Chuck Fletcher there, and it was a disaster where fans were booing him. And then and then Daniel Breer takes over as the interim GM, and then there's, there's conflict with his son, Carson Breer, who pushes a, a wheelchair down a flight of stairs of someone who was handicapped, who couldn't get access to their chair, who needed to be carried down in order to go to the restroom, getting carried by friends. And is he's facing three misdemeanor charges too. So just overall, there's so much drama around the Philadelphia Flyers on and off the ice. And, and I feel bad for Carter Hart. I like Carter Hart as, as, a, as a goaltender. I think he's really good. I mean, you think about how how they played in that 2020 season. Then after that, just, just went to crap for, for the, for the Philadelphia Flyers. But yeah, on and off the ice, even with their new interim GM with Daniel Breer's son, Carson facing three misdemeanor charges for, for that. And it's just awful. And I don't know if Daniel Breer will, will keep the interim job based on that. But at the same time, I believe in nature versus nurture and it's not a 100% indication of how Daniel Breer is as a parent because he is his own person. I mean, what what I say on the air, if I were to go on a swear storm, would be would be an in, more of an indication of who I am, not of who my mom and dad are. So it it it, it I don't I don't know if that would be enough to say to, for the Philadelphia Flyers to cut the um to just cut their loss and say Daniel Breer you're not going to be our, our GM, but but hope hope Carson uh, le- learns a little bit of a lesson uh from 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 everything and of course it was caught on camera so if, if he knew it was caught on camera it's like would he have done it but at the same time he made an adult decision and that was it, it was a very poor one. And kind of says a little bit about his character. 
after after that. But going back to whether Bob should start or Lion, I'm so conflicted because Bob wasn't busy much tonight. Um, as tonight, I mean Monday. You guys are listening to will listen to this on a Tuesday, but. I, I think I, I really do think the Florida Panthers are confident in their ability to score at will and help their goalie, especially I, I know it's not same with AHL games, but the confidence for Alex Lyon is there just based on this weekend going 34 35 in for AHL Charlotte against the Toronto Marlies. But I can see the argument for starting Bob because you want to ride, you might want to ride that the ten million dollar man. That's what you paid him for. But at the same time, the, I'm confident enough that the Florida Panthers can still win against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, and and like like we said in the beginning of this segment, the the Florida Panthers are a different team than what they were when they faced the Flyers twice in October. So that's kind of my opinion on the 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 goalie situation going into Tuesday night, but uh, I haven't seen anything on whether Palmer said that they were going to start one or the other. Um, going to check Twitter real quick just to do a real a refresh. Um, no, no, nothing. Um, nothing on the goalie situation tomorrow. So we'll find out tomorrow. And also one thing before we sign off here is uh, there's a cool celebration for Sasha Barkoff in getting, Point number 614, where they gave him the silent treatment. And like it was like a good five seconds. And then the whole team crowded around him. And I'm glad that the Florida Panthers social media page caught that moment for Sasha Barkov. And just an incredible, incredible journey for, for him and incredible for us fans. I mean, when he was drafted, I was just uh I was just getting out of high school. So I'm slightly older than Barkov. Um so it's crazy to think that how much time has flied um, as, as he's now been here for, for, for 10 years. And he signed for seven more years after that. And it's just incredible. And as a fan of this team, as a person who covers them as well, uh, it's just been a joy to watch him play hockey. And Florida Panther fans, it, 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 you, you guys should be – you, you guys should be honored to watch this guy every single day, night in and night out, on what he can do on both ends of the ice. I know 200-foot game is a such a cliche term, which I try to avoid using, but it is just true when it comes to Alexander Barkov and, and how he plays hockey, and it's just everything that he does, um, and winning face-offs, back-checking, uh, a, a rocket of a one-timer shot, and and his ability to lead a rush too. He can, he, this, this man, he really can do it all seven more seasons. And he's going to beat that point record by a long shot. He could possibly get up to a thousand points in a Florida Panthers sweater. And it's crazy to think that a thousand points, Florida Panthers, like, really like, yes, yes. Cats fans, it really could happen. And we, and we have seven more seasons to see, to witness this as Barkoff will, will, will chase that. But it's still a long ways away from now for 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 that to happen. But in the mean, it, like, let's put the let's put this uh, 
let, let's put it behind us. And I and I and I know the Panthers players are ready to put it behind it. They they don't have much time to celebrate this win. And even talking about the playoff spot when they were asked after the game, Carter Verhage was like, "Cool, we we won, but we still have much work to do." And that is a great mindset to have. So glad that the Florida Panthers um, they are folk continuing to be focused. And of course, the the winning the six zero and one stretch tells us that this team is focused. We don't need them to say it. We we see it as they perform on the ice every single night. On tomorrow's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, it'll be a Winans Wednesday edition of the show where Jacob Winans will be joining the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast to recap the Florida Panthers versus the Philadelphia Flyers game. We'll know who starts in goal, discuss the decision, and we'll recap the game. And we're hopefully a Panthers win. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown NHL Network, including Lockdown NHL, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Lockdown NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, listen to Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Lockdown Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Lockdown can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Lockdown NHL on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>